Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Elite Nights with Komoto Miso. Every Friday and Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. It's Kaya FM 95.9. Gollywood Story today. Um, Definitely a superstar. I mean, his latest single, if it's anything to go by, he affirms that, calls himself Gestai, and I'm talking about that. Other oh, vocalistic, how you doing? I'm okay, thank you. Tango. What's been going on, Ubizi Munna? Mm. So what happens when you've arrived if this is Zamazama? The whole world knows. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I want us to take it back a bit. Let's talk about your come up. How was your come up um, in the industry and how you eventually got to embrace such, I mean, are, I say world apart, hip-hop and I'm a piano, but they are, you know, it's what our artists do. Now we've got emergence of sounds, people merge yeah. sounds together. So it's quite nice how it's coming up that music is now just becoming music. It's no longer a specific genre. So yeah. how did your come up happen? I think for me, my come up, you know, growing up in Pretoria, I, I listened to a lot of music. So the next day, so, you know, I always wondered like how I would tell my genuine story. So I think when I figured out, you know, as a trip I was still working with Major League mm. and I had a song with Casper in your vest called Kafti. Mm. And that was the first time I ever said as a trip So for me that was, you know, encapsulating my sound, which, you know, the previous years is what I was trying to build. So once, you know, I figured out the sound and you know, started, you know, performing and I dropped the EP as a trap to give a A lot of people started understanding, you know, my story, how zone two fits into the whole hip hop aura and the hip hop, you know, aesthetic. So I guess that's when it clicked for me and that's when people started, you know, accepting who I was and, you know, kinda like, you know, gravitating towards it and enjoying it. Would you say you have solidified who you are in the industry in terms of sound, in terms of what you want to talk about when it comes to music? I would say that I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the most important thing for me, I always say it's hard to be yourself in a world where, you know, you're presented with so many other dope things. Mm -hmm. So I'm comfortable with being myself. I'm happy with myself. And, you know, I'm glad that my fans, Kwasa Maradona, have accepted me as Maradona, Bidoru Maradona, King mm. Sakrimama, because that's the that's the only way we'll grow. Yeah, and and I mean, I want to talk about what is your issue with Maradona? You love Maradona. <laughs> Maradona is every... Why, why Maradona? It's coming from guys. It's a lot ball. So, yeah. But I'm very busy. So I'm Maradona because they're number ten and they got a hat. Oh, it's a lot ball. Neki. No, I said a lot ball. It's a lot of Yeah. Also, is that how Maradona? So Maradona has been your persona then from yeah. the streets too now, and that's why you always yeah edit into your music. Like when you when you're in my street and the guy Maradona, we're like, really? How long to battle for? How battle Maradona? Yeah, but that's why I had to add Bidori Maradona to yeah. vocalistic because yeah. like you know. That name stuck with me. Yeah. yeah. Your previous album, um, the one I think you dropped it last Scoopus year. is excellent. No, not Scoopus is excellent. Then it, no, it will be last year. Quarantine Tarantino. When oh, was yeah, yeah. That's you last dropped year. two albums last year. I dropped three. Yeah. Three! I dropped three projects. I, I haven't dropped an album yet. Yeah, why? I think I'll drop the album when I know that the whole world, will, you know, is watching. For me now, it was about, you know, solidifying the sound and showing people, you know, where it's going to go. And my whole thing, I always say I want to win a Grammy. Yeah. So, I, you know, I want to win a Grammy with I my mean, first album. It looks like it's getting closer and closer. Thank you so much. That, that, that Grammy. I put that but into the universe. Yeah, listen. 
what I'm talking about, so those three projects that you dropped, why the three projects where you cannot um, put your name against any of them, call it album, because I mean, even Quentin Tar- uh, um, Quarantine Tarantino, I think that was a very solid project. How come would you not put that, this is my album, this is my official take on the music industry? I mean, for me, it's because of the stigma that people have put around an album. So I'm usually having fun with the music. So I don't want people, you know, to box it like, debut album, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's been kind of like a trick that I've been using and it's been working so people people tend to listen to albums with like a very critical ear like you know but when it's a project you're free to play around so yeah. you know I've, I've been having fun with the music that's yeah fun. so tell us about that project I mean I'm, I'm interested to know what happened? I mean, COVID hit all of us. It happened and you put out that project. What was happening in your space? Why did you think it was important to actually put that project out? I mean, you know, COVID, everyone was, my, my real name, Giletao. Mm. So everyone was sad. So I was like, you know, how do I add to people's happiness? You know, and I, the only way I knew is obviously music and mm. tell my story of being quarantined but still being creative. I think it's a juxtaposition. Mm. Quarantined, you close, mm. but you're still Tarantino. And mm-hmm. it also plays on, you know, my favorite film director, mm. Quentin Tarantino. So, sure. you know, I was telling people the movie that I was living under lockdown. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and was it a movie? Did you adjust well? I mean, I, le- I learned to adjust well. I think within, within the first week, I already had started uh, lives. At a time where people weren't going live that much, I started sure. going live, you know. Maybe get tattooed to be on. I was like, I want to wrestle in a PD to get tattooed to be on. You know what I mean? So I think I adjusted quite well. And it, it allowed me to get so much closer to the fans. You know, when you're performing, you're up and down. You don't get a time to take pictures with everyone else. But because I was home so much, I got to know my fans personally and understand everyone, you know what I mean? And hence why we have Squad Samaradona, because we have, we have that close of a relationship. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you look at your music career, I mean, I touched on it when we opened this conversation. There's always um, a tag musicians would have. You'd be a hip-hop star, you would be an R&B singer, a house DJ. There's always a tag. What was your tag when you got in and what is the tag that you want to live by? And I'll, I'll explain once you answer why I'm asking that question. I think for me, like it's a, it's a joke that we did. There's like a taxi driver. He saw me said, hey, when I do a super ghetto hero. And, I, you know, for me, that's like, that's something that I want to be. I don't want to be boxed into a genre yeah. or, you know, I, just, I, I do it for my hood and every other hood in the world. Because as I always say, every hood is the same. You know, I've traveled Africa, I had the privilege, and I've noticed that, you know, the topics take up the language on it. I said to the thing, my tata was thing, when I was the blesser, when I was for party at Tata. Oh, because I blesser my tata was too. Eh, my tata, yeah, all the problems are are there you know and that's what I want to be I'm the voice of the youth you know the voice of the hood yeah and and, and the reason I asked that question is because um, there will always be conversation around uh, what was deemed a rapper or what was deemed a hip hop star when they emerge I mean I remember I think three years ago um, there was a whole rant by someone um, talking about selling out how hip hop stars sell out to a genre that is most popular so Casper's name came up, yeah. Java's name came up, and they decided that that was selling out to the genre people got to know them with. Did you feel any of that selling out? Did you catch any of those bad waves that you were selling out? Because obviously the, the, the I mean, project out now is, is current. Yeah. It's Amapiano. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, it's like people always try and like put that on me. That's one thing I felt. And if you're out there, like stop. 
<laughs> just stop. Like I've never claimed to be. In fact, like I can say for the first time, I retire from making hip hop. I'm not a hip hop artist. Mm. Don't box me. That's one thing that you know. As a trap to get was trying to stay away from. I've never said I'm, you know, mm. the best lyricist or I'm the most hip hop cat you yeah. find out there. Even on a song, I've never said that. So for me, you know, as much as it's never been a struggle for myself, I think it's a struggle for people. And people are always trying to understand something that's so peculiar. Like when you find Motuge Fokalistigi or Jaiva So or So. But it's like, you know, let people be free, man. We're in a new generation. It's 2021. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's private jets that are moving from here to America. Back then, people never thought that. So why can't people think of us as artists like that mm-hmm. like actually Dimanonale wave ya high Gelaine ya high and let's respect that don't try put me in any box I've never claimed to be Tupac I've <laughs> never claimed to be you know J. Cole I'm focalistic Biduru Maradona King Sakrima I'll never forget the sanitizer that's yeah. that and, and I suppose that that's that. what is important is, is always knowing how to treat each genre when you do dab in it so if you are dabbing into hip hop you need to know that this is how I treat my hip hop if you're dabbing into my piano you know that yeah I can't be as verbose I can't have yeah. too many lyrics here, you know. I need to trim down because I'm paying homage to this genre. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for me, you know, I'm myself on every single song. So I never like had the rules in my head. And I think, you know, my mom always used to complain, but it's something that's helped me. I don't I, like I don't pay attention to rules that much. I just think of how I wanna do something. So even if I hop on the hip hop, I have a song with MT mm. called Clipper. Mm. You know, and that was one thing that he said when he got into the studio. Like this this is hip hop, right? But like the way you did it, it's only you who can do it like this. Yeah. And that's one thing that I pride myself on. Just being me on every single beat, no matter what it is. I could hop on Electro tomorrow with Diplo. <laughs> And you still have to respect it as a setrap to give you guy. Yeah, and and yeah. I suppose what is always important is knowing that you is knowing yeah. who focalistic is because Definitely. I think a lot of times when we do get bothered with the noise around us, mm. it's because we are overthinking even who we are. Correct. I mean, people finding their sound. I mean, you are saying that you are comfortable in your sound or who you are as a as a musician, yeah. right? Um, they it, it takes years. For a lot of people to be comfortable. It took me years as well, yeah. I'll be honest. That's what I'm saying. The first song that I said, I said, Trap, it's Kaftin and that was, that was in 2019. Mm. So I've been rapping since I was in grade nine. Sure. So I only figured it out in 2019 that actually I'm more comfortable representing where I come from, Karangua Zone 2. Mm. So, and that's what opened everything for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I suppose the big song now, Kista, sure. that took everything I, I can imagine i mean even when even even when you see it play out and you are like i wonder when he went into studio yes you were recording a hit i don't think anybody gets into studio to try and record mediocre yeah. not, you know <laughs> you get into studio you're trying to record a hit you're trying to record a song that resonates but it's the resonation of it where it goes to a height that you didn't expect where you are like right ah, does yeah. that happen with me do you feel like that kakista so like crazy story, Kista, the, the, the file disappeared. So after we recorded the song, I had I was the only one with the USB. Oh, okay, you and babes were MP3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, with the MP3 and Wave. Yeah. So obviously at that time, we're thinking, like, this is a nice song, but, you know, we might not drop it because if you know DSPs, like Apple Music, mm. Spotify, you need to have certain requirements. And then the song leaked. 
So when it leaked, that's when I realized, hey, Motorola. So it did it leak because it does it does the person who stole the file or no? How so did it obviously leak? I sent it like I sent it to a couple of people. Okay, I don't want to you know okay, out okay, them, but okay. I sent it to a couple of people and then I just found it on YouTube. And it was like on half a million views in like two weeks. Yeah. So I was like, hey, maybe they actually like this song. And then, yeah, when I dropped it, it went crazy. So for me, I think, you know, the the, the cliche, you don't chase it, it comes mm. for you. So, you know, we never chased the hit, me and Vigro. We were just like in studio vibing and doing our own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And anything more that you want to do with the song right now? I mean, we have the remix out with David yeah. O and Vigro D, but... For me, it's about, you know, my, my album. So I might actually, you know... Oh, so you're now going to drop yeah, an album on La PC. Yeah, I might just drop an album this year. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, we, we're working on, like, a nice global deal. So I think it's going to make sense to drop an what, album. What, what, what are you looking for um, in terms of sound? I know it will resonate with Dikasi across, uh, um, across the globe, but what are you looking for in terms of sound when it comes to this album? I think for me, in terms of sound, you know, Baseline, Scoopu. I always okay. say I'm, you know, I'm yeah. a strong advocate for Scoopu, but there's a lot of elements of my story that I haven't spoken about on mm. the songs. So it's going to be quite interesting for people to hear, you know what I mean? A lot of people don't know, like, about my dad passing away. A lot of people don't know how I grew up and how in Midrand, people think I stayed in Midrand, but it was because I, I used to wake up at four from Harangua. So I could be in Midran Kasiksi at in Midran Primary. Sure. So I always used to lie, like, yeah, man, I just live around the corner, so oh, I'm no. coming early. You know, so those type of stories, like just recording these songs that I've been doing now, you know, they're taking me down memory lane. So I think a lot of people, you know, it's something that to look forward to, to, to kind of get to know me and, you know, look through the eyes of a kid, what goes on to, or nana, or nata, and you know, I had to lie about, you know, Cartoon Network. I never watched Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls. It's right, the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I can imagine you wouldn't watch Powerpuff Girls. I mean, but, yeah. but I used to lie about it. Kim Possible. I said, Oh, you know? no. So, yeah. It's going to be nice. I, 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 and, and I think people will look forward to that story because that that's what music is, isn't it? It's yeah. telling a story. If it's not your story, someone else's story. But yeah. that's exactly what music is. It's you telling your story continuously. Definitely. Now, you spoke about your pops. You spoke about your moms. Yeah. Um, and I know you've just mentioned now that your pops um, has passed away. What are they saying about you, this Maradona Wakupitori kid? What are they saying? <laughs> I think my mom my mom is the proudest because she looks at it like, you know, you being yourself. She yeah. always says, like, when she sees me on TV, it's crazy how, like, this is you. <laughs> like, I don't think people understand, like, yeah. this is you. So I think, you know, getting that type of, I don't know, Rivita Kosa and Omostrade. Thanks for the Kosa and mom. Yeah. 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 The affirmation from yeah. your mom, I think. You know, you, you can't you can't put value on that for yeah. me. It's so close to my heart. So she's proud. I mean, you say that you've been doing music since you said grade nine. Hey, yeah. since grade nine, was this always the plan, or did, was it fun and games? Because I think, you know, when your story starts, I'll, I'll 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 give my example. When I started even playing around radio, it was. An inquisitive thing. Mm. I was curious. I Just wanted to, to find out. Hundred percent. <laughs> it was not serious until it was serious. Yeah. And I woke up. I was like, "Whoa, this I'm is serious." <laughs> you know what I mean? So, what was that always um, the case for you, or you always knew that I will end up a superstar in music? To be honest with you, I always knew. But I think the first first song I ever wrote it was because of Lil Wayne. You know. Yeah. So because Lil Wayne's dad passed away, I was like. Yeah, Okay. And then from there, venting, 
you started realizing like, hey, maybe I have a talent. And mm-hmm. then that's when I started taking it seriously. But around like grade 11, grade 10, 11, I used to tell my like my school teachers like, yeah, I might be smart. Because I was like top 10 in the school, even in varsity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a degree, but I used to be like a golden key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, top 15%. But I always used to tell everyone like, I'm going to be a big star. Because they yeah. used to ask like, why don't you have friends on campus? Because I was like always in the library. I used to say it's because I want to finish so I can go be a big star. So the, the other guy from library came to the show and he's like, you know what's crazy? It's like you used to tell me this all the time yeah. and I still don't believe it's you. Yeah. So for me, I think I always knew. And when God puts a vision like that so strong in you, it's like it, it, you're not chasing it. It chases you. Yeah. So, yeah. so it bit you from early on. The yeah, superstar like thing. Yeah, it, it bit you from early on. Yeah. And uh, what else is coming up? So you are busy with an album now. Is it? Like recorded, done. You just I'm busy working on the whatever. album, busy working on it, you mm. know, and we'll see when to drop it. I think there's no rush right now because we just dropped the the Kistar remix, yeah, yeah, and the music video is moving. We got one million views in one nice. week, and you know it debuted number eight on the global Billboard charts. So I think for me it's like I'm just taking it as it comes, taking it easy. But we know we have we have some exciting things happening this year. I might drop my EP with Jazzy. That's done. Uh, Jazzy Q mm-hmm. and me and David are actually thinking about doing a joint EP oh nice so we got some interesting features on there as well so people better look out for that people must look out and you say you don't know when you're gonna drop the album I wanna I, I wanna, do but I don't wanna you oh, know I, I wanna push it I get a galaxy I've been working on this thing for a while to know there is no musician who will come on air and say yeah I'm thinking of dropping an album unless the album is there no <laughs> you know I don't wanna, you know what the problem is? I don't want to give a date and then, like, you know, certain things happen, you know, because yeah. there's, like, other plans in motion that might, you know, make me push back the album. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't so want to speak the, too much. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the global deal. Let's talk about this global deal. You've mentioned it, I think, three times now. So I feel like it's an itch now in my conversation. Let's talk about this global deal. What global deal are you talking about? You don't even have to mention the <laughs> names of the people, but you you've scratched me. No, Nikhil Shah. But the thing is, like, okay, because I think Kistar was top 10 in, like, 15 countries, the remix, when it dropped. Sure. So a lot of labels from those countries started, like, yo, can we do your publishing here? Can mm. we do a sync deal here? Can we? So we're trying to, like, kind of streamline it because I've been independent, Adinera Music. Yeah. I've been independent for the longest time. So this is my first time where I'm looking into, you know, a, a major. Partnering with a major. Yeah, partnering yeah. with a major joint venture and, you know making it interesting for people in those countries because now we have a demand in UK, you have a demand in the US. So it's like, how do we, you know, make it interesting for them? The same type of content that South Africans get, how can they get it? You know, like an interview like this, yeah. you know? So yeah, that's why the major is so important. And that's why I'm saying I can't give out the date <laughs> for the album because I want it to be, you know, on a global scale, yeah. impactful on a global scale. And you know, when you're talking about collaborations, I mean, we, we spoke about it um, yesterday about... Um, African collabos that put people mm. on the map. Would you say collaborations like that would probably be one of those defining moments in your career? Because it is important to reach international status. I don't care who people, what anyone <laughs> says. If you can say, ah, Luna Letanza, give it to Hollywood. I don't care. Yeah. The reality is Hollywood right now is the biggest entertainment sure, sure. stage. Why would you not want to play there? Sure. It doesn't make sense. So would you th- would you say that was definitely like a, a one of the defining moments in your career? career to have collabs like that 
Mm, I always say collaboration over competition. That's the only way we move forward. So yeah. definitely, uh, Pan African co- collaborations will always, you know, elevate mm. because I sell a one fan base. Mm. It's a baby, you know. Sure. So you know what I mean. Lebagaro have his American. The the facts are there. You know what I mean? And even in South Africa, you can't move alone. You need collaboration. So for you to go global, you need a Pan-African you know, collaboration. For you to go international, mm. global, yeah. you, you need a global collaboration. So for me, I'll always, you know, I'm a strong advocate of that collaboration of a competition. Yeah. Sure. How, do you, how do you turn down the noise? There's a lot of noise around you right now. Yeah. Um, how do you turn it down and not lose Maradona Wakupitoro, you know, how do you turn down the noise if if everybody around you is like, ah, I can't <laughs> You know, how, how, how does Tingan keep you sane, you know? Yeah. Because I think all those people that are around you must be almost like your anchors or people that, True. you know, remind you, eh, come back. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I've always, I've always stayed grounded by, you know, having the vision of my mom and her being proud. I think because she holds such a strong position in my life, I don't want her to, you know, ever feel disappointed over something I could control. Yeah. And my friends at the same time. And like, mm-hmm. like I never changed. So I think that's the only way you do it. it. Like the moment you start having different friends, start moving around different people and, you know, you change your whole, I don't know, natural uh, schedule. Mm. So yeah. I'm still the same guy. I'm still always in studio. People always know where to find me. So yeah. yeah. I don't believe you, by the way, that you're still the same guy. I really am the same guy. You know, and then not because I know you before, <laughs> because when life happens, things change. Yeah. And when life happens on a, um, a public platform, things will change. You know, um, I'm sure you'd like to hug more people than you hug now, specifically because you're vocalistic. You know, I'm sure you go... Mar- you corona. Go, Guys! As if it's COVID, you know. But I'm sure those things change. Elements in your life change I mean, when you blow up in front of everyone. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like, even that change, I try to take as much pictures as I can because... You know, for me, I always say Scott Samaradona is like another part of me that I hold so dear to me. That's why I got to know my fans. Yeah. Because Nengas be thing without them. They fought for me, you know. When I first said I said trap and I dropped the song, I felt like going under a table because people just kept saying like, this kid is whack. Mm. This kid is boring. He's so mm. short. You know what I mean? So I appreciate every single person who enjoys my music because it's like we relate on that level. Yeah. So for me, I don't think, I, I don't think, I don't think, you know, the change is that drastic. It's just, I obviously can't go into a you mall. Have to yeah, it's just adjusting. I can't mm-hmm. go to a mall. Actually, I say maybe achieve harmony. I don't like even the word balance because that means something suffers. Mm. Like I just achieve harmony. I just know it's gonna cause drama. But mm. if one catch a let's take the picture. Let me okay. find out what's your name and mm. you know connect on that level. Yeah. No. Listen. We just thought we should get you in. I mean, did you ever do a house track? No. No vocalistic. There's a song. Ah, Cheryl, how did I forget that song? There's a song that we used to if play. You know. 
Come, after this interview, I'm going to show you that song. And maybe I'm saying house and it's not that genre, but I remember a while back and we kept talking about Focalistic then and a couple of years back. Um, I'll find that song. It's definitely not. <laughs> also, now and everybody else hears the keys. I hear house. Wow. Ah, wow. Sorry, wow. sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but I'll find the song. I'll find the song and I'll let you know. Okay. But thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you for the platform. Um, yeah, let's let's see. Let's see what happens. I'm really wishing you the best. And I can imagine just how much harder. I know how indies work, you know, because I know it's yeah. harder. Everything is on your shoulders. So I do hope that you get that major deal so that you definitely can, you know, blow up properly and, and, and infiltrate as far as you possibly can reach. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Elite Nights with Komuto Miso every Friday and Saturday. From 6 to 9 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.